From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time. With your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Well, I can hear that music. It's a little low. Perhaps maybe you guys may need to turn it up a bit. But I'm going to turn it up here. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network, minus the number one co-host in the world. Hey, are you there? Hey, are you there? Fan Man, Fan Man. Fan Man is not here today again, but the show will go on. Uh, we're going to excuse Fan Man. He has a uh, family matter of which we... Uh, Certainly hope everything works out, but uh, the show will go on. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice of America Network, which must mean I am Ray Ellis, and I'm here today in the Valley having a great day. It's always a great day. It's a blessed day here in the Valley. All, the sun is always shining, and this is the time of year of the, to live in the Valley where it's not real hot. You know, 80s, it hasn't yet reached the 90s, and it's just uh, a beautiful day in the Valley. And uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Football, my favorite sport. A little bit about basketball, too, because, I, boy, I believe I am not the only person out there that watched the NCAA championship last night. And my heart just goes out for those kids at Memphis. I mean, how can it be so close? And this, this is, last night was truly, truly, truly what it's all about when they say it's not over until... The lady sings. It, I mean, I, I, I just knew Memphis was going to win that game. I, they, just, they had it in their hands. It was down to the wire. I mean, everything and everybody just fell apart on the Memphis side. You know, even if the, and I don't understand this, and I, you know, this is a little different in basketball. And, and I, I have a, um, a good friend of mine by the name of Phil Hubbard. Hub, I can't believe he played for that school up north, but he and I were high school basketball players uh, back in Canton, Ohio at Canton McKinley High School. And Hub was a great basketball player, obviously. You know, he was a first-round draft pick out of that school up north and uh, went on to have a great career. You know, got hurt, and I mean, that shows you how good he was. He got hurt, had probably could have been a very de- – it was a devastating injury. could have been a career-ending injury, but it didn't end his career. Went on to play in, in the NBA for about, oh, man, I'm going to say at least 10 years, if not 12, 13, 14, or 15. And now his, his coaching is on and is on the bench with the Washington Wizards. And I know, I guess there's, you know, coach one, coach two, coach three, assistant. You know, you sit next to the coach or whatever. But whoever – was sitting next to the coach at Memphis, should have hit him in his head and said, Coach, wake up. It's time to coach. <laughs> you know, why didn't they foul? I mean, even I, you know, who, I'm a frustrated basketball player. It's my number one love in the world. I was really born to be a basketball player in a football player's body, but what the heck. But why didn't they foul? If they're going to, if these guys, if the strategy of the other team, Kansas, is to put you on the line, so you make your fouls, at least make them earn it. You know, and, and, and foul shots should be. Because it's something that, if there's anything in a game with the exception of the pressure of, if I don't make this, we lose the game, that you can replicate in practicing, it's a foul shot. You go, you stand on the line. If there's somebody there or not, what you do, you, should, you always block those people out. 
It's something that's very intimate. It's between you and the front of that rim. And you just want to make sure the ball gets just over the top of it, and, you know. And so why not put them in that pressure situation? They've been doing it to you just about all night. You haven't been making yours. There's no guarantee they'll make theirs. And plus, you're up by three. If they file, if, if they go to the foul line, they can only make two. Unless you, you know, file them in the act of shooting a three-pointer. But uh, I really don't understand that. I really don't. But that, that's what true competition is all about. It is never over until there is zero seconds on the clock and the game is over. Because sometimes if you file a person, there's no time left on the clock, but you filed him when he went up and there was, you know, some time on the clock, you know, he got it off, but you filed him, he goes to the line, there's zero time on the clock, you know, that could happen. But other than that, when that clock registers zero, it's over with. And those guys from Kansas understood that and they played all the way through the entire game until it was over with. And for those young men and young women out there that are participating in sports, you know, that is what it's all about. Finishing. It's not how you start, but it is truly the way you finish that game. And, and they demonstrated the ability to finish. And sometimes, and I don't know what happens. I've been involved in games like this before myself. Everybody knows the last game I ever played in was, was the fumble. And before that, you know, the year before that, it was the drive. And we just couldn't finish. You just couldn't finish. And, and that's one thing about boxing. You know, boxing is a sport where, you know, Muhammad Ali is one of the greatest of all times, the greatest of all times, because he knew how to finish. When the airman is in trouble, you got to finish him. And Kansas, my hat off to you, to your great university, to your alumni, to your student body, to your coaches, to the athletic department. And, and to all the young men who participated in the NC2A championship series, you know, thank you for all that you've done, for all that you are. Continue to pursue excellence, finish, get your degrees, have fun, enjoy sport. But, man, you brought us all happiness and joy and pleasure last night in watching you uh, play that game. So uh, n now that I've said that, but that is truly, that, that, that's, what, that's what sports is all about. Oh, man, that's what sports is all about. And those young men, they have yet to, to, to earn any cash. They've earned the rights to get an education at their universities, but they've yet to earn any cash. But there were a couple money players last night, and, and they delivered. And hopefully some of these guys are, I'm going to start talking about here too. Maybe they'll deliver, you know, because it's getting closer to that time. It, it is getting closer to draft time. And, and I, I remember, you know, when it was time for me to be drafted, you know, and I, I was, I, my birthday is April 27th. It's the best birthday present I ever got in my life. I was the 27th pick of the draft. <laughs> you know, I was the, you know, next to the last pick. I was in the 12th round. I was the 27th pick of the draft on my birthday, uh, April 27th. And so I, I'm just, I, I, that was a, a situation of which I was, it was a blessing. And, and just to be drafted, doesn't make a difference. Just the fact that you can say you were chosen by one of the teams of the National Football League is an honor of which very few people ever get a chance to experience. Now, what you do with that, that's totally up to you. But just the opportunity to be drafted 
And I say what you do to that because I, I've got a friend of mine out there who's, 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 who's a, I can't believe he's a Denver Bronco, a former Denver Bronco. And he was going to be on the show today, but he, but he could not. He is a, an agent representing uh, many players out there. Uh, Marvin Frazier uh, could not be with us, but Marvin uh, represents a young man. And I pray that the young man gets his life together. And Marvin's doing a great job of trying to help uh, Chris Henry get his, his life together uh, because he was one of those that was chosen by the National Football League and earned an opportunity to go there because of what he did in college. And, and since he's been in the league, he's had some problems, but I'm always in support of any young man or young woman that's participating in sports. And there's so many things, so many distractions uh, of which they're faced with. And, and sometimes you get pulled in the wrong direction and, and, and you get distracted. And, 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 and somehow or another, you need people out there to support you, your friends. And listen, those of you out there who are friends of professional athletes, you know, there's peer pressure, the same kind of peer pressure that we experience in high school. You know, that peer pressure is just magnified once you get in college. And then it's 20 times more once you get into the professional world. And everybody wants to be your buddy. And everybody wants you to hang out with them. And everybody wants you to do this. And everybody wants you to do that. If you truly, truly are trying to do what's best for that athlete and you want to enjoy their success with them, then don't try to steer them in the direction of doing what's wrong. Because sometimes athletes just want to be liked. They just want to do what's right. They just want to do what's right with their buddies. And, and they want to fit in sometimes, too. Because remember, athletes, very few athletes, even if you're in a sport where you think there's one individual, it's not just Tiger. You know, Tiger's got his caddy with him, and Tiger probably wouldn't change that caddy. If that's the case, if the caddy didn't make a difference, he'd have a different caddy every day. So the caddy does make a difference. I talked about, you know, uh, a racehorse years ago. You know, it's not just the racehorse itself. The racehorse has a trainer and somebody who keeps it and, and does all those things. So listen, athletes like to be a part of a team. And a team of people help support these athletes. And sometimes when they're about to do something as knucklehead, if you really care about them, you got to say no. You go that way, we're going this way. You're not going. Because you're the guy we like to watch on TV. And if we're not watching you on TV, we can't brag and say we know you. And, and we can't just enjoy you for the gift that you were given. Because that's your gift. And we enjoyed that gift. And you got another gift. And maybe you're their accountant. Or maybe you're just their best friend from the neighborhood. And whatever your gift is, then you do that. And he's going to encourage you to go on and live your dream. But it gets to the point where if you're one of these guys who are hanging out with some athletes. And they're doing something that's not right. A real friend would say to them, no, don't do that. And no, everybody's not mature enough to do the right thing. You know, if we were mature enough to do the right things, there'd be no prisons. There'd be, you know, oh, there wouldn't be no shrinks we'd go talk to. You know, everybody just doesn't do the right thing. That's why there's coaches, because the players know how to do everything by themselves. They wouldn't need a coach to tell them what to do. You know, so athletes are always supported by teammates and teammates on the field and off the field. And if you're on that team, if you're a part of what they, yeah, you know, they don't even call them those things anymore. You know, posses or crews or whatever. If you wanted the boys, you wanted the fellas, whatever it is, that person has a role. Make sure he, you know, he does his role within our relationship and everybody, you know, kind of plays out their own role. But we're going to talk about the role of what's happening with the draft. You know, it's, it's that time of year getting so close and I know it's getting close because I told you guys it's my birthday time so I know it's getting close and there are a lot of people those top 100 those names that were out there they're starting to move around 
Positions are changing. Now, there's something else I'm going to talk about, too. It's pro day. And pro day at the college level is changing. And I got to get together with the Buckeyes back there because at the Ohio State University, we're going to bump up our pro day. USC ain't going to be the best pro day that's out there. If it was, it was. It will not be. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice of America Network. Mine is the number one co-host in the world, Fan Man. And I'll be right back after this message. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Take the bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Joe Wood, president of Famous Footwear. We are a proud sponsor of March of Dimes' premier walking event, March for Babies, formerly known as Walk America. More babies begin healthy lives because of March of Dimes' research and programs. And with our support, we can do even more for families all over America. One day, all babies will be born healthy, but we have to walk to get there. Join the March for Babies. Sign up at marchforbabies.org. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yeah i just want to listen to a little bit of that sly and the family stone you listen to railers on the voice america network with the number one co-host in the world missing famine famine wake up he's asleep no, he's not here today, but that's okay. The show must go on. Again, you're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. And I'm just having a great day. You know, I'm just, I'm doing this all by myself. Yeah, you know, I've done a few things in my life by myself. You know, we all have. And you just got to make it work when you got to make it work. But listen, let's get back to what I was talking about a little bit earlier about my birthday and draft day and all that stuff coming up. And, and, and I got to talk about these, this thing that they're having now, these pro days. Now, uh, I'm not sure I'm for or against pro days. You know, all I can do is I can speak from my experience and I can speak about some of the things that are happening now. And, you know, as I watched this pro day that they were having at USC, uh, yeah, and you guys got to know, 
you know, I, I, I don't, you know, have, well, I have a great deal of respect for a lot of men in this country, in this world. But there are some men that I elevate a little higher than other based upon the impact they've had in my life. And I don't know if he knows this, but I'm going to say this and hopefully somebody will tell him. But Pete Carroll is one of the most beloved men in my life. This man pushed me beyond anything I was ever imaginable when it came to my athletic ability and what he demanded from me. You know, Pete Carroll at USC is the he when they said when you look in, uh, you know, Webster's and they got college football coach definition, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll is not a professional football coach. Pete Carroll is the best college football coach at USC. I'm, you know, because, uh, you know, we got a guy over there, you know, Coach T, Coach Trestle over at Ohio State that, you know, again, I, I, I think the world of Coach Trestle and everything he's doing for that program, everything he does for those young men. But if I had to, you know, co flip a coin and I could have any coach that I wanted to, to coach me in college, Coach Trestle has never coached me. So he probably would be my second choice. But because Pete Carroll was my coach before, he'd be my number one choice. Now, with saying that, I think Pete, Pete understands and has mastered college football. College football recruiting, college football coaching, college football mentoring, college football in terms of getting his players to, you know, ready for the National Football League. He, he's mastered that. And, and, he's, you know, and he's done a tremendous job on the field. They've won all these games, but something else he's mastered, he's mastered this pro day. And he has this pro day down to a science, and he's using this pro day for another, you know, component in and, and, and another tool to help him recruit kids. There's no way in the world that a young man watching pro day at USC and, and having the NFL channel there and, and talk to Pete Carroll and, and talk to those guys there that, that are there, you know, and Cedric had a, Cedric Ellis, you know, no relation. He wouldn't claim me if he, if he was. Uh, but, you know, Cedric, he probably improved his, his, his status. Can't go up too far, you know. I think early on they had him listed like number four, um, you know, of the top 100 picks. And uh, so he's, he's still up in the top five, you know. But, I mean, just the history and all the guys that come out. And I, I can tell you this. I, I'm going to get on the phone, and I'm going to do what I can because the Ohio State University will have uh, the number one pro day in the country. I remember back when it was my turn, you know, and what I did is I, I went to the combine. We went to the combine in New York. I really don't it's, – it's, it's, it's quite vague. I've been hitting my head a few times. It's quite vague. But we went to New York and kind of did our thing in New York. And, and then I remember – um, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, who ended up drafting me, um, you know, a coach at that time, uh, our secondary coach was a guy at, at uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, was a guy named Fred Bruni. Now, I didn't know the history behind Fred Bruni, but Fred Bruni, you know, owns all the records for interceptions at Ohio State University. So Fred ends up, you know, you know calling me and, and saying they, they wanted to come down, you know, the Eagles wanted to come and work me out. So I kind of like had my own, like, pro day there. Uh, because they had a time on me that they didn't think it was right, and they wanted to come down and take a look at me. You know how it is. You know, you're like a used car. They want to kick the tires and, you know, do this, do that. And I did all that, and it worked out. You know, and I was, and, and those pro days, what they do is, there's a guy that you can look at, like, you know, like the guy at The Ohio State University, 
Vernon Golston, who could play up or down. But when it happens, when they got their pro day, they can come out and they can have you do things that perhaps maybe you didn't do at the combine. They didn't get a chance to see you do those things at the combine. So they want to see you do them, you know, particularly just for them. They've got these certain kind of jewels. And so I had no clue going into the draft that I was going to be drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles for one. But I never had an idea that I was going to go to the National Football League and end up being a strong safety. You're talking about a person who in high school was a wide receiver and a cornerback. Went to Ohio State, you know, played there for four years as a cornerback and going to, you know, the National Football League and play one of the most physical positions there is, a strong safety. You know, I'm talking a strong safety, whereas when you go in, you know, those, the football, this, uh, this is real football talk today, guys. You know, a, a person who goes in and, and, and you're playing, you know, close to the line of scrimmage, right outside of the tight end, about uh, three yards wide, five yards deep. It's a run and it's a guard coming around the corner who's probably weighing about oh, 275, 280 back then, 300 plus now, and you're 190, and they want you to take him on. But what we used to do in high school, we used to cut him, chop him down, get, just chop him down. Fred Bruni looked me in my face and said, don't you ever do that again. Don't you ever cut him. You take him on, shoulder to shoulder, helmet to helmet. You put him on his back, and you make the tackle. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, I didn't laugh at him. I wanted to laugh at him. I thought he was out of his mind. <laughs> Coach Bruni, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a defensive back. He's a guard. He weighs 280. I weigh 190. At that, or 95. I, I can't do that. You want to play? You want to play football for the Philadelphia Eagles in the National Football League? You see that guard? I don't, he's 6'4", 280. You take him on. You knock him down. You contain the run. You make the tackle. Wow. That's what I got to do. If you want to play for us, that's what you got to do. And so it was something that he saw when he came to see me at my quote-unquote pro day that made him realize that guess what? Ray, number one, okay, he ran a 4.62, 4.64 for us. Our corners have to run at least a 4.5 and below. So he probably doesn't have the speed to do that. Not out here at wide receiver. You got world-class sprinters? No. But our safeties back here are probably running like, you know, four eights, four seven fives. Man, he could probably play safety. He's 6'1", he's tall enough. And guess what? From what I've seen in, in practice and in the games, because sometimes they sneak into practice and they get some information from the scouts, he saw me on film. He thought, man, he, and he's physical enough to do it. He could do that. And so these pro days give these scouts and these coaches an opportunity to get you to do something outside of what you do at the combine. And it's very tailor-made for you in specific because they want to see what you can do. And that's what I'm saying, Vernon Ghoston, you know, they probably at his pro day, whatever, if he's had it yet or if it's coming up, they want to see if he can play. Is he better up or down or whatever? They know he, he's a physical guy. You know, they know he's got speed. They want to see agility and all that. And so... These pro days really are special because these guys come because they really care about you. They're really considered, you know, drafting you. And then all your teammates get to come in and support you. You know, and then all the alumni have been showing up, it looks like, at some of these pro days. And just imagine the impact that's having on a kid. And then when you get Pete Carroll to talk about it, you know, as a coach, 
you know, and how they compete against each other, every, each other in practice every day. That's one thing I'm going to say about when I played for the Cleveland Browns, too. I like the fact that we competed in practice ones against ones. All the times we had refs at practice all the times, ones against ones all the time. I like that. That's what they do at USC. That's what they do at The Ohio State University. That's how you get better. Let the ones go against the ones. But these pro days, these smaller schools, they don't have these pro days. They don't have the NFL channel coming to, to their school. You know, they don't have another. That's, 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 you know, that's like exposure to the world. They, they already don't have, you know, huge TV contracts, so they don't get that kind of exposure. You know, and I'm talking about for recruiting purposes now because I'm, that's the part that with SC, I think, what they've been doing because Pete's really been taking this and using this is he's really been building that pro day up. And it's almost like if you go to USC and you're a good football player, you're going to get drafted, you know, because they got pro day, you know, and they're on the NFL channel. And Coach Carroll's talking about it. He's giving you some perspective of, of how he runs it. So he, he is a master at that. He's used that to his advantage. And it, it hasn't hurt that he's put out. Some great ball players, you know, and, uh, you know, here in the Valley, you know, we always talking about great ball players and we're always talking about what we have here and uh, quarterback situation we have here. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we've got uh, somewhat of a quarterback situation here, but uh, I know there was another guy. I'm going to kind of switch on you guys now to talk about, you know, another quarterback. Again, it went into the league and, you know, a very high profile guy like the guys that come out of USC. When you come out of USC, you're very high profile. Expectations are very high. But, uh, you know, I know there was another quarterback, you know, Carr, uh, who at one time was the, David Carr was the number one draft pick overall and came out with high expectations and uh, it didn't work out. You know, so sometimes when you get this exposure in your college and university that you come from, they get that exposure, but it brings about some additional pressure for you to perform. And, and, and when you don't, then, you know, it's like, wow. You let everybody down, you know, and that's what I think some teams are concerned about drafting people so high because of the buildup. And then this person doesn't perform for whatever reason or another. And I, and I, and I throw that out there again because of, of the fact that I know that, you know, some time ago, uh, I believe it was, you know, released that, uh, that David Carr was going to, you know, join up with the Giants. And, you know, he's a former number one pick overall. And we know there's an important pick out there that the Dolphins have. They're on the clock. They got the number one pick. Who are they going to choose with that overall number one pick? And it's a lot of pressure. And, you know, David just kind of reminds me a little bit of another guy from USC who's here in the Valley. That's Matt Liner. And, you know, and we always talk about Matt because it, it starts with that quarterback, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I think David, you know, said a few things about, you know, he's happy to go to the Giants. They block for their quarterback. They got some playmakers on the outside. Well, you know, here in the Valley, we got some playmakers, and they block for their quarterbacks, but sometimes the quarterback just doesn't uh, get it done. And I'm going to slide this in there because I think at The Ohio State University, you know, Mr. Pryor decided he's going to go to The Ohio State University. He's a quarterback who one day I'm sure will be a number one pick in the draft, the number one pick, I'm not sure, but first round for sure. So I just want to throw that in there. Again, I'm all by myself. I'm having a lot of fun. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. Mine is the number one co-host in the world, but he'll be back, and I'll be back after these messages. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move. 
it's, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. If you love sports and like food, or like sports and love food, or are anywhere in between, Sports Bites might just become one of your favorite ways to spend your lunch break. Broadcasting Thursdays at 12 o'clock noon on the West Coast, it's Sports Bites with Chef Die, a delicious, enlightening, and entertaining mix of sports, food, and celebrity athletes. Yummy. Don't miss Sports Bites with Chef Die, Thursdays at noon on the Voice America Sports Channel. From the Super Bowl to the World Cup and every major sporting event in between. Front row with sports travel insider Robert Tuckman will take you on a private ride into the exclusive world of high-end sports travel. Tune in every Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern as Robert interviews key event organizers as well as star athletes and celebrities who attend these events. That's Thursdays at 12 p.m. Eastern right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports yes we're back we're back you're listening to rail sports on the voice america network Mine is the number one co-host in the world, Fan Man. But as I said, Fan Man will be back, and uh, we look forward to him uh, coming back next week. And hope that, uh, you know, the issues that he's faced with uh, in the family matter, everything works out. Listen, I just want to send my condolences out to the family of the Gibber. And uh, out there in Cleveland, Ohio, Gib Shanley, who was the voice of the Cleveland Browns for many years, has uh, gone on to heaven. Uh, God bless him and his family. And I'm going to take a moment of silence and I ask you to do the same in respect. All right, Gibber. God bless you, man. Go Browns. Uh, you guys know I had to get something in here about the Browns. Uh, but let me just say this. Uh, also, you know what? I've been, I've, I've been talking to the folks here at uh, Voice America Sports about something that I wanted to do and I and I want you guys to uh, tell me that you want me to do that as well and that is I want to give away some Super Bowl tickets I'm, I'm going to do this contest guess what you're going to the Super Bowl and I'm going to give away two Super Bowl tickets 
But uh, they told me nobody wants Super Bowl tickets, Ray. You got to give away something else. And I'm saying no. People want Super Bowl tickets. So I'm going to keep talking about these two Super Bowl tickets. They'll be given away uh, for next year's Super Bowl. And uh, so I just, uh, I want you to let me know that, hey, Ray, I, I, the Super Bowl tickets, yeah. You know, so how do we get those Super Bowl tickets, you know? And, uh, you know, you can do a couple of things. Uh, you, you can call me at 866-472-5788. Again, 866-472-5788. Uh, that's a toll-free 800 number. Or why don't you do this? Why don't you guys email me and let me know? You can email me at rayellis at rayellissports.com. Again, you can email me at rayellis at rayellissports.com. And say, hey, Ray, I want those Super Bowl tickets. But we're going to give away uh, two Super Bowl tickets. I've already talked it over with management here, and uh, they disagreed. But guess what? It's one of those things where we're going to do it anyway. And I'm going to be reaching out to our good friends at Razor Gator to talk about some of the best Super Bowl tickets in the house. They always got them. And so we're going to be starting that contest. Guess what? You're going to the Super Bowl. And maybe, uh, who knows, man, your wife might register for you or something. But, uh, you know, look out for it on the Voice America Network. We're going to start that soon. But uh, send me an email and let me know that you guys uh, would be interested in, uh, in doing that. But anyway, for those of you out there who, uh, who don't have a clue of what's going on, uh, I'll tell you what's going on. The NFL draft is about to come up real soon. There are some young men out there that are very anxious. This is a time of which uh, there's almost nothing you can do. Every, everything's been done. Everything's been said. You know, they've kicked the tires. You've ran your 40. You've jumped as high as you can. You know, you've, uh, you've hopped as, as far as you could. You've caught as many passes as you can. You've thrown as many touchdowns as you could. You've hit as hard as you possibly could. You, you know, you made every tackle. You know, you're exhausted. But now is probably for a young man who is ready to go to the next level in his athletic career, this is probably the most nerve-wracking time of all you absolutely have no control for those people out there that are listening who think that the agent can change your draft status no that will not happen the only person that can affect your draft status is you young man you you had a chance to do that since the time you started playing football to the last 40 you ran, you had a time and a chance and a place to change your draft status. And I think everybody needs to know that because there's so many people right now that are concerned about an agent getting the right agent. So no, that agent isn't going to do it. It's what you do on the football field and what you do off the football field and what you do in the classroom. That's what's going to affect your draft status. They don't want any more guys going out and getting in trouble and going to jail and all. They don't want that anymore. They're trying to clean the game up. You know, and I used to be one of those guys, and I'm not going to say I'm still not one of those guys. I don't want all choir boys on my football team. I'm sorry. Don't give me that. I got to have a couple guys that, you know, we always talk about running through walls. Yeah, that would try to run through a wall. Uh, Just try it. What's going to happen? I'm going to fall down? Okay, fine. But, you know, give me some people, and I don't want to equivalent this with anything to do with war, because, again, people take it too far, you know. 
But, you know, Woody used to talk about that. You know, Coach Hayes, Woody was, he was in, he was in a war, so he could talk about it. It was okay with me. We were okay with that. But he always talked about the enemy, and he always talked about us against them. He always talked about, you know, don't let them sneak up on you and hit you in the head with a sack of shit. PG show, I'm sorry. Fairman, tell me, it's a PG show. That's what Woody said. Don't, not surprise, trick plays, no. Be prepared at all times. Don't fall for that. But he always wanted to go in a battle with people that were prepared that had been there before. And, and that's the kind of football players that I want to play with. That's the kind of players that I'm looking for to come out in this year's draft. You know, that's what, you know, Miami, who's got the first pick. And then the Rams and the Falcons and the Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs, the top five picks, you know, you know, they, you know, again, Herman, they, I saw Herman on the NFL channel, they asked Herman, you know, you know who, who are you going to pick? Well, Herman wants to know who the other four people are going to pick, you know. Uh, okay, and then he'll tell you who he's going to pick. And he'll tell you that on the draft day. Because right now, he probably doesn't know. Because they're still going at this thing. They're still trying to figure this out. If they haven't figured it out, don't let an agent come up to you and tell you he's got it figured out. I can get you into that number two spot. I can get you into the top ten spot. No, you can't. Don't pay him to do that because you're not going to get your money's worth. You got to do that. And you should have done that by now. So that when Miami's on the clock and Miami's thinking about, okay, who should we take? I don't know. Well, what do you mean you don't know? Who should we take? You know, <laughs> those guys are back there. Somebody, see, see somebody's got to be held accountable because somebody has to step up and say, okay, I told him to pick. Matt Ryan as the first pick. That the Dolphins need a quarterback. Somebody. There's a, but there's a group. There's a team effort. But ultimately, somebody's got to say, okay, everybody, okay, bam. Hand them this card. We're going to pick Glenn Dorsey. The number one pick. Somebody's got, collectively, everybody puts input, but then the tuna is probably going to be the one. Who's going to say, Glenn Dorsey. That's who we're going to pick. But, you know, those, those decisions, you know, those decisions are going to be made by what the top um, 32 kids in this country have been doing for the last mm, 22 years of their life. And that's why many times, you know, and I don't want to go into this, but I, when you try to tell kids, listen, you, you, you reap the seeds that you were sowing 10 years earlier. So a guy who's 22, you know, what was he doing when he was 12? Those kids right now, those little, you know, crumb snatchers, what are they doing when they're 12? But let's not make it that far back. Let's make it five. What are you doing at 17 years old? Because when you're 17 years old, young man, five years from now, you're going to reap those benefits. Because either you're going to go on to college and get your degree, or you're going to be in college, get your degree, and playing football. Or are you going to be in college, got your degree, playing football, and eligible for the draft? Or you're in college, you got an education, didn't get your degree, but you're eligible for the draft. But it's what you do prior to that time. It's not the last minute. So when, it, when, when it's time at number six for the New York Jets, who do you think they're going to pick? Are they going to pick you? Are they going to call your number? I don't know. They may, they may not, but what did you do? What did you do to make the Jets want to call your number? Did you do the right thing? Uh, I'm not sure, but I tell you what, 
I know a couple guys that feel pretty good right now. Matt Ryan feels pretty good right now out of Boston College. Probably the top quarterback still in the draft. Sometimes your status goes up, sometimes your status goes down. When it goes up and it goes down, it's because not only of those, those scouts and those coaches got a chance to see you at the combine and see you at the all-star games, but they've had these pro days and they've got a chance to sit down and watch film. That's what the coaches really like to do. They talk about how much tape you've seen on a guy. That's what the coach really likes to do, guys. It really comes down to, is this guy a football player? Mono on mono, when that man is in front of him, does he back down or does he take him on? You know, one thing about me as a, as a safety, one thing about it as a safety, man, you get running backs coming through the hole running full speed. You get Adrian Peterson coming through that hole, you be, man, you better be ready to take him on or is he going to take you on? And guess what? You also better be ready to be made look very bad because he can make you look very bad. You, you could be a poster child because he can run you over. Or he could put a move on you so smooth and you leave you grasping for air. And you could literally say, where did he go? Where did he go? I mean, it, it, it's so instinctively that these things happen. Some of the biggest, strongest, fastest men in the world are so limber on their feet. Just limbo. Boom, boom, bam. Whew. Where did he go? Smooth. And I, and I tell you what, there's a, there's a couple of them that, that are out there in the draft right now. You know, I, I like the kid from Illinois. You know, he's, 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 he's a big kid, you know, and, and I like him. And I, I think only because he'll be around, you know, he'll be around a little bit later. You know, Darren McFadden, I, I mean, if I, right now. If I didn't have a running back, of which Raiders, Raiders, if I didn't have a running back, there's no way Darren McFadden would come up on that board. And I didn't have a running back. And I don't take him. And, and, what, and, what, and then some people are saying, well, why don't they, they might trade that pick and get some other people? Darren McFadden's don't come around every draft. It just is not going to This is probably, I don't think, I, I'm trying to think back up on the years that I've been associated with football. And I don't remember what could possibly be two great potential Hall of Fame running backs coming out back to back. I just don't remember that. Now, you got to remember, if, if you can remember with me down this memory lane, I played against some of the greatest running backs to ever play the game. So I, I, I think that I can speak about running backs. I, I, I played against some guys that I was just like, why do I have to play against these guys? Can't we play somebody else? Why, week after week after week after week after week, some of the greatest running backs, Hall of Famers, coming at you each week each week one oh another one oh another one oh another one hall of fame running backs i'm gonna talk to you about hall of fame running backs since i brought up these guys potentially as hall of famers but i'm gonna do that on the other side of this commercial break you're listening to ray ellis on ray ellis sports and the voice america network minus the number one co-host in the world we'll be right back famine are you there yeah famine wake up rich famine Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Make up a jack. He'll get you out of that to your head. 
JackLaLane.com presents Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLane and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLane, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLane Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world, Absent Fan Man. But that's okay. Listen, uh, again, that number is 1-866-472-5788. 1-866-472-5788. Also, my email address, rayellis at rayellissports.com. rayellis at rayellissports.com. We are going to be giving away two tickets to the Super Bowl 2009. Uh, I need you to email me. I need you to call me, get some information about how you get those tickets. But they're going to be given away. There will be a contest. Guess what? You're going to the Super Bowl. And uh, that contest is going to be starting soon. So be sure to either give me a call and, uh, or send me an email. But I started to talk about, you know, great running backs because there, there's, a, you know, uh, there's a great running back that's out there now. Uh, you know, th- there's one in the league, you know, and that is uh, all day, you know, and that's, uh, of course, Adrian Peterson. And uh, I remember last year he was on the board. You know, I thought he was on the board. I thought, that, you know, the Arizona Cardinals should have taken him, and they didn't. And and then this year we got another great running back that's out there, in, uh, Darren McFadden. And, and, and I, I said that I thought that based upon my experience – that I had the ability to speak on 
a great running back. And, and many times people always, you know, experts are judged upon, well, what experience do you have? What do you know about a great running back? You know, what do you know about this? You're, you're no expert. You're no doctor. You, you know, how do you know what's great and what's not? Well, let me just give you some idea. And I, I want those of you out there who, you know, can go back a little bit. I don't want to take you back too far. But thanks to the NFL channel, you know, we can see highlights if you weren't, and I don't want to say born yet because it's not, but anyway, I'm going to go back a little bit. And I'm going to tell you about why I think this young man who's coming out and, and, and has a chance, provided he doesn't get injured and he commits himself, Darren McFadden could be up there with Adrian Peterson. You know, and Adrian Peterson could be up there with some of these guys that I'm about to name. And I'm going to name some of the best that ever played the game. Some of those that they didn't bring fear, but they brought concern to me anytime they came my way. Because they could do a couple things. And one of the most embarrassing things is to make you look like you closed your eyes. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't believe in closing my eyes. But I, some people close their eyes. Running backs come at them. Wide receivers come at them, tight ends, tackles, God. People, some people close their eyes. I didn't close my eyes. But they can make you look like, did he close his eyes? How did he, he was right, how did, what happened? How could he miss that tackle? He must have closed his eyes. Thank you. That never happened to me. They didn't, they didn't make me look, but these guys could make you. And then not only that, then they can make you look like, does he work out? Does he, does he, in the weight room? Does he, does he lift any weights? He ran, he mowed him over. He just ran right over him. Or wait, wait, didn't he have his arms around him? Didn't he run right through his arms? Yeah, those are kind of running backs I'm talking about. And then, then it was like, well, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't he right next to him? Did you see the way he just, whoo, just turned onto another gear? But thank goodness that didn't happen to me because I had some good teammates. <laughs> so we always boxed them up. But let me just give you an idea what makes me think that I could, you know, make a judgment on this young man having the potential. And potential, you know, we all know what potential is. But having the potential of perhaps maybe one day being a great running back because I've seen a few of those. How about Bo Jackson? Big. Fast, strong, mean, Bo Jackson. Yeah, that's the Bo Jackson I'm talking about. How about Earl Campbell? Big, strong, fast, mean, Earl Campbell. Hall of Fame, Earl Campbell. How about Earl Campbell? No, not that. Okay. How about big, strong, John Riggins? How about big, strong John Riggins for, you know, that Russ Grimm used to block for all the time, you know, and, and all the hogs used to block for John Riggins. No, not John Riggins. Okay. How about O.J. Anderson? Oh, yeah, I pulled one out of the hat there, didn't you? O.J. Anderson, yes. Arizona Cardinals used to be in St. Louis, was one of the great running backs. New York Giants when they won the Super Bowl, yeah, that O.J. Anderson. No, not that. Okay. How about Eric Dickerson? Yeah, that Eric Dickerson, the one that everybody compares Adrian Peterson to. Yeah, the one that can make you look real bad before you know it. He'd be 10 yards ahead of you and he was right next to you. Yeah, the one who ran straight up and down but knocked you down. Yeah, that 
Eric Dickerson. How about that? No, not Eric Dickerson. Okay. Okay. How about Tony Dorsett? Yeah, that there's only one man in the league that ran him down. Hall of Famer coming up. Daryl Green. Yeah, that Tony Dorsett. You can catch him? Yeah, right. Try. The one that made you look bad, you did. Cl you had to close your eyes. TD was in front of you. Next thing you know, he was going this way and you were grasping air. Yeah, that Dorsett. No, not yet. I still don't have you. Okay. How about the late, the great, sweetness, Walter Payton. Yeah, the man that can make you look so bad that can stiff arm you and knock you off your feet. I thought you was, weren't you trying to tackle him? What happened? What were you reaching at? Why were your feet up over your head? Why were you on the ground? He was still running down there. You get out of here. You get in here. Yeah, that's what Walter Payton make you lose your position. That's what sweetness, but nothing sweet about him at all. Sweetness was there to put some sour cream on your game. Sweetness. How about that? Sweetness. And I got to go with it. My man. My favorite running back of all time, based upon the fact that I played against this man. I played against this. I'll never forget the first time I played against this man. I, I remember the first time I played against this man was in a college football game. And it happened to be a game of which, for some reason or another in the scouting report, uh, somebody forgot to put an asterisk next to this man's name. Somebody forgot to tell us that this man is amazing. This man has a S on his chest, and they forgot to tell us. This man could not only block, because that's the position they had him in, and a position to block, this man could run. This man could not only run fast, this man could run hard. This man could run by you. This man could run around you. This man could run over top of you. This man is Marcus Allen. This man could catch, this man could run, this man could throw, this man could play ball. Ballers came about because of Marcus Allen used to be balling all the time. We played in a Rose Bowl against Marcus Allen. I told them, hell, the hell with Charles White. If that fullback gets the ball, you better go after him. That's one of the greatest running backs of all time. That is the greatest running back of all time. That is Hall of Famer Marcus Allen. And what do we want to know? Will Darren McFadden live up to that one day if the Raiders pick him at that spot? You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I hate to say this, but I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports.